some parts were hard, but some yeah. parts like have been so amazing and yeah. that's life and that's friendship and all relationships are like that. Katie, Katie, let it out. Welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to Let It Out with me, your host, Katie Delbout. And today on the podcast, it's a really special episode. Not only is it my best friend since college, my roommate all through college, and someone I love so much. Her name is also Katie, Katie Wright. And I can't wait for you guys to hear her, be introduced to her. She's someone who means so much to me. And I'm really grateful that we got to sit down and have this very tangential, meandering, two-hour conversation about everything. It's not that often that you get to be completely present and exclusively having a conversation with someone in your life, even if you are very close with them. But I got to direct this really interesting conversation to places that it probably wouldn't have gone if there hadn't been the microphone in between us. We got to talk about navigating our 20s and female friendship in our 20s and how we've done that and how we've honestly done a pretty good job of it. We've lived in different cities. She lived in Australia for a while and in New York City for most of the time since we graduated from college. And we talked about her career as a stylist and a stylist assistant and therefore we talked about style in general and body image and uncertainty and travel and moving to different cities and just navigating our 20s in general. It's just a really great episode. I'm honestly really proud of it. I'm, I'm listening to it back as we speak and I'm almost to the end and I just can't stop smiling because I love Katie so much and I love our relationship and our friendship and how it's grown and changed and there's a lot of me in this episode because I don't know that's just how these end up being but you'll get to know what it was like for me growing up a little bit and what it was like for us in college and you know some of it gets a little bit inside baseball into my life and my group of friends but You guys are my friends too, so hopefully that's okay, and we can all just be friends together. But I can't wait for you to meet Katie, so I want to keep this intro really short because the episode's so long, but I will say this. There is a big announcement in this episode about my life and myself, and to me it's a big announcement. Like I said in this episode, which you'll hear a lot about, we talk about uncertainty and change and how some people have different thresholds for that. For Katie, her threshold for uncertainty and change and taking risks is a lot higher than mine. And I'm taking a risk and making a big change in my life. Again, for some people, it's not that big of a deal. For me, it is. And I reveal what that is in this episode. Not to be super dramatic, but this particular leap in my life feels kind of dramatic and and kind of big. And I'm sharing it with you guys, which feels 
scary and exciting and you'll hear why in the episode why I'm sharing it and uh, you hear me literally wrestling with like I kept saying I could edit this out maybe I'll edit this out I don't know I might edit this out because it was giving me anxiety when I revealed it but I didn't edit it out as you will hear and you will in fact hear what it is if you listen to this episode it's somewhere in the middle maybe towards the end but hopefully you listen all the way to the end because at the end I will tell you the emoji which Let me just tell you right now, the emoji is linked to whatever the thing I'm revealing is. And some of you maybe have already guessed it, but it's happening officially now. And I'm pretty excited to be able to share it with you guys and get your advice. Hopefully, I'll I'll chat with you at the end about that. But right now, let's talk about our sponsors. So the first sponsor of this episode is C.W. Hemp, Charlotte's Web. We know Charlotte's Web. If you've been listening to the podcast, we love Charlotte's Web. If you haven't and you don't know what I'm talking about, Charlotte's Web is something that you'll want to use if you want to be more calm, if you want to be more focused, if you just want to feel better. Try it. It gives you this sense of calm. It reduces exercise-induced inflammation. It also increases focus and What it is, it's a dropper of all amazing natural hemp oil. And there's no side effects. It's non-psychoactive. So it's definitely worth giving a try. And it ships completely legally in all 50 states, ships directly to you, and every bottle is manufactured and directly overseen by the Stanley Brothers, who are the family-owned business who owns CW Hemp, Charlotte's Web, and they make sure that every single bottle has quality consistency. And the Stanley Brothers are actually going to be coming on the podcast soon. Anyway, I just love this stuff so much. It's really helped me in my life. It's a whole plant hemp cannabinoid extract. So try it out. And if you do want to try it out, make sure you use the code LETITOUT at checkout for 10% off all of their products. And you'll you'll really, really love it. I, I do. So try it out. Again, the code is LETITOUT for 10% off your order. All right. I love CW. Thank you, CW, so much for supporting the podcast. Our other sponsor today is Aptiv. Again, if you've been listening to the podcast, you already know Aptiv. You may already love Aptiv. But I love me a good fitness class. And I think you probably love fitness classes as well. Katie and I love going to fitness classes. We just talked about it in this episode. We had recently gone to one together while she was visiting when we recorded this. And we mentioned in this episode, you'll hear about it. But we don't live in the same city usually. And, you know, when we're not together and sometimes you just don't want to leave your house, you could do a fitness class with your friend by both having active. So try out Aptiv. It is your nonstop shop for all of your fitness class needs. There are over 100 fitness classes from running to cycling to elliptical, treadmill, strength training, and yoga. And you can do all of this right from the privacy of your own home on an app. And the thing I love about Aptiv is the customized playlist. It's not terrible music. It's really great, amazing music. And I think you will really love it too. So Get a free 30-day trial at Aptiv.com and make sure, again, you enter the code LETITOUT at checkout and that will give you your free 30 days. So again, Aptiv.com, it's A-A-P-T-I-V.com and the code is the same code. It's LETITOUT. 
So try it out for 30 days. Let it out. Try it out. Aptive.com. Again, the links to Aptive and CW will be in the show notes as well as everything I mentioned with Katie. And you can check her out on Instagram. She's great. I love her. And I'm about to get on an airplane right after I record this and I'm going to go see her and be with her for the weekend. So, all right. I love you guys. Have a great rest of your week. And I will see you at the end of this episode with the big reveal of the thing that I reveal in this episode, as well as the emoji that has to do with that. So, hi, you're my best friend. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. I'm excited to be here. So, okay, so how did we meet? We met in college, freshman year, at Michigan State University, (laughs) which is huge. Yeah. And we had... We could have easily not met. Absolutely. We didn't live in the same, like, dorm area or anything. Not only that, we lived on opposite, (laughs) as far as you possibly could live. Like, three miles away from each other. (laughs) Yeah. Extremely far away from each other. Um, Yeah, but we were in this huge... Freshman journalism class. Communications class. class. Journalism class. Was it... I think it was communications, like, overall. No, no, no. It was journalism 108. I remember it 100%. Journal Journal One Hundred Eight. Don't you remember that Bonnie Bucker? Yeah, but did they talk about like all? No, no, no. Okay. It was journalism One Hundred Percent. But there were like three hundred people in this class. Yeah, very large huge. class. That's right. But it was definitely journalism. Um, and she. So broke... we could have not met in that class. Absolutely. But we she... didn't meet in that class just regularly until the end. Right. Because Bonnie, our teacher, lovely Bonnie, she broke us up into. Did she die? No, I think she just died? retired. Okay. <laughs> I think she. But. <laughs> Wait, really? She might have died. Did you see oh that Willie God. died, though? Yes. Okay, so Willie, for everyone listening, is he, his name was Willie the Can Man. He was a homeless person in East Lansing where we went to school, and I grew up. Yep. Who lived, like, in our backyard, very close to where our house was. <laughs> I think sometimes <laughs> or he was homeless, just, sometimes he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He would crash on, like, college students' couches. And, and he would, like, collect cans and bottles for the deposit and mm-hmm. get money from them. And he would, like, help kids clean up after parties. Yeah. If they And they would give him the cans. And people would just leave cans out for him to return. And Very he nice was, man. like, kind of like the watchdog yeah. of East Lansing. He called and, me like, princess. Knew, yeah, he knew everything, everyone <laughs> and everything that was going on. And he would, like, just roll up mm-hmm. into parties with... Yeah. He always carried little shooters of what, um... What's the cinnamon? Something. One? Yeah. Anyway, but it was really <laughs> sweet. The, this just happened yesterday. This is probably fascinating for anyone listening. But yeah. it was all over Facebook that he died, and it was yeah. in the papers, and like everyone who went to our school was like so torn up about it, which I just yeah. thought was so sweet. Like you never know the people who's going to have your an life impact. who might have an impact. Like totally. this man was homeless and just around where we grew up. And now he's dead and has no idea that people are talking about him on social media. It's like, it made, it was so sweet. It made mm-hmm. me smile. Okay. But back to us. Sorry, Willie. Getting us back <laughs> onto the peace. thread. Rest Pour in peace, Willie. <laughs> um, so, we, so we're in this, so this class. Huge, huge class. class. And we get broken up into groups for these group projects. Mm-hmm. And we're in this group and it happens to be 10 10 ladies and mm-hmm. Katie and I were in this group. Together. It was a great group, not just us. It though. was. Kate Jacobson was in that group. Yep, yep. Um, we all vibed so well. Like the two yeah. times we like met to work on the project, mm-hmm. we all had so much fun and just like clicked. Yeah. And I was like, 
I, I just remember you. I just something. thought you were so cool, and I'm like, okay, I need to be friends with this girl. That's how I felt about you too. <laughs> and and then I kind of like stalked you for a year after. Wait, but okay, friend. before we go to the next step of the stalking, because uh, first of all, I thought you were the coolest. <sighs> Secondly, we I don't re- remember at all what the journalism project was about, but I do remember when we presented it, we yeah. made some kind of Mean Girls reference. Remember yeah. that? We like started it. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we did. And not everyone got it, but Bonnie thought it was really funny, which was hilarious because she's like this the woman teacher. in her 60s. Yeah. And she was like one of the only ones. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that. Okay, so. We are both of our names are Katie. So yes. whenever I and we lived together in college, and whenever I would refer to her, I would be talking about my friend Katie. And this probably happens to you as well. People think that we're talking about ourselves in the first third person. First person, <laughs> what is it? Third person. Third person. Yeah. So like, so Katie and I are gonna like, and some people think we're just like talking about ourselves, which is confusing. Just but, me, myself, and I. Yeah, but we spell our names differently. Correct. And so we had lots of distinctors with our friend group of, like, who was which. <laughs> yeah. I was Princess Katie. We're I talking to... drunk Katie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. College. Anyway, with this project, I think that was what we did. We said something about, like, you were like, okay, now Katie's going to present. and Or no, I was like, now Caddy's going to present. And you were like, no, it's Katie. Actually, it's Katie. <laughs> yeah, and then Bonnie thought that was so funny yeah and we kind of we really like mixed it in well and just kind mm-hmm. of like gla- glided over yeah it. like it we did it super we, seamless mm-hmm. so i think a lot of people didn't really didn't get even it. Hit, it went right over their heads but our girl bonnie yeah she, our girl bonnie she was on got top it. of that so that cemented <laughs> the friendship that was one thing and then yeah and then i had um i think we maybe hung out one more time near after that because we were we were meeting up at a starbucks to study because oh, you were maybe. also in my math class remember that oh <laughs> she was also in my math class, but we didn't yeah. speak in that class. We had, no. like, special friend groups. Hate, and we it both was hated it so it much. Awful. We were, like, in and out. Bye. But I remember, I've told you this before, but so we had this journalism class and the math class on the same day, but the journalism class was in the morning early, and the math huh. class was, at like, 5 p.m. Okay. And in the, in the morning, you would come and you would be in sweatpants. <laughs> and in the afternoon, I would come see you, and you were dressed a ma- scarf, and you had like you really had great. I was scarf wearing games. clothes. You had I a was great wearing scarf real clothes. Game. Okay, first of all, she's the most stylish person I know. She would pick out all of my clothes in high school or high school college. Um, I wish in high school that would have been a lot cooler. <laughs> Stop. But anyway, you looked amazing and like so dressed. Great scarf game. Thanks. Really killing it with the outfits, but completely <laughs> different from how you looked in the a morning. One eighty. One eighty. Well, that class and was I didn't at, like, recognize you. A.M. Yeah, <laughs> and far from where I live. That's true. Far. It's true. But um, yeah. So we yeah we did have math we and we studied and so and we were gonna study for math. Remember we were gonna meet at a Starbucks, but we went to different Starbuckses. <laughs> Remember that they were like classic two. mix up. Yeah, classic. And I think I made my mom like drive me to the other. Yeah, that and you met my mom the one by Hagedorn. Yeah, something like that. Yep, that sounds right. Anyway, so we become friends, but we don't talk for, like, the summer after right. that. And then we get, well, and I had, like, told <laughs> yeah, Katie, like, there's this really cool study abroad. We oh, should, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's in Spain, like, and um, the professor who led the study abroad, he came and, like, spoke to our class. Yeah, he had just come from like, Newsweek. He lived in New York, and he mm-hmm. worked at Newsweek, and he, like, just came, joined, like, the school, the journal of journalism. School. Yeah. And I was like, oh. 
the study abroad looks amazing. Like, we should go chat with him. Come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> and so we went and talked with him. And I was like, cool. Katie and I are going to be friends. <laughs> We're going to do the study abroad. It's going to be great. So we leave for the summer. We get back. I, like, move Meanwhile, I was thinking, like, that's cool. That study abroad sounds cool, but I'll never do it. Like, like, that sounds cool, but I'm, like, I'm going to back out. I'm scared. Even though I wanted to, like, that was my thinking. So this is just, this shows our friendship of, like, how you're good at, like, getting me to do cool things. (laughs) Go on. Little did she know I had my own plan. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we get back and... We had been, you know, we had, like, said our goodbyes before the summer. She's like, oh, my gosh, like, when we get back, like, we should hang out by the pool or whatever. And I'm like, hell, yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> so, like, I get back to East Lansing. We don't talk at move all. Move in. Nope. Don't, don't like, talk all summer. Maybe a couple of, like, Facebook likes here and there. Yeah. I don't even think that you couldn't like things back then. <laughs> oh, my God. It was before likes. Probably. Um, and yeah, I like text Katie and I'm like, hey, so should we go to the pool? No, you didn't text me. You called me. I'm pretty sure it was before Did texting. I? I remember you call. I remember it was not before texting. Okay. Well, it was definitely a phone call. It was before How texting for you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely still had like a Motorola. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had a flip phone. Whatever. Crazy mm-hmm. phone. Um, yeah, but we and went to like, the pool. So about that pool. <laughs> Yeah, and we did. I, was not messing I took you to my grandpa, previous podcast guest pool. Yeah, it was great. It, it was, was great. So much fun. And I was like, I don't remember that day much, but I do really? remember. I yeah. really do. I was like, we I'm went at the East Lansing Country Club. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that kind of. Yeah, I don't really remember. I guess we did. I guess I yeah. took. That's so funny. Yeah, and so we, we, to we like talked about our school schedules, and we're like, oh, we're both taking this journalism class. But at different times, and I'm like, let's try to get in the same one. It was like the next level journey class. Yeah. And so I got into your class. Katie changed and got into my class. That was key for our friendship. Oh, this is really great. She would like pick me up from my oh, yeah, dorm we drove or drive together. me back like every once in a while. Oh, yeah. And then from and so we there, just, like, started hanging out more. you decided that we were going to live together. Exactly. And this all happened like pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so in East Lansing, you have to get your houses or apartments for the next year in like October. Like, yeah, for the next year. so far ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, okay, I want to live in a house mm-hmm. who I'm going to rope in my favorite people. And so you just curated, and I just I did people like, who didn't know each like, other. We're find you're this like, great house. you, it's gonna be you, amazing. and you. Yep. So then we did a we had like a you you then curated like a brunch or something. We like met at a cozy, and I met Dana. <laughs> yes, our other best friend. Yeah, we friend, did like lunch. And, our other um, roommates. Yep, Dana, and then Liz. Yep. And um, next yeah, thing, long story short, we had a house. <laughs> yep, a great one. So great. And then, this is the best part, we'll, we'll post a photo to this. So we finally find this amazing house. Great location, amazing house, amazing people, everything is good in the world. And it has this really cool attic room princess, the, called the princess room. Yep. I become obsessed with this room. I have <laughs> to have this room. It's just... It's I, magical. It's magical. Katie has a vision. It has its own staircase. It was magical. It was very cold in the winter, very hot in the summer. I needed this room, this attic. And we went to sushi. Do you remember yep. this? Yeah, I do. And we were going to pick straws, but we tore up the, the sushi ordering sheet. Yeah, and we numbered the rooms, one through four. Mm-hmm. And then we all picked. And Katie got the cri- the princess room. To date, it is the best thing that's happened to it me was in my life. Fate. It, it was fate. It was fate. And was she amazing. decorated it, like, to the oh, max. Oh, my God. I was still decorating the day we <laughs> moved out. 
look for a photo. She'll post yeah, a photo. They're all over Pinterest. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. so then we studied abroad. Somehow that, I think during the time we were finding the house, you were also like, we got to sign up for I'm Spain like, so too. we're doing this. And she's like, okay, yeah, like I'll go to the meeting. I'm like, great, we're, we're doing it. Yeah. She's like, okay, yeah. And that ended up changing my life. I mean, I I don't like, I mean, I've talked about studying abroad so much on this podcast because, so I went to college in the same place where I grew up and Mm -hmm. I didn't move away, which is a big thing for me. And I hated school my freshman and sophomore year. Like Mm -hmm. I really hated it. And I I just didn't have a good time. I was kind of like hanging out with the same people from high school, except you, who like we didn't really hang out much even. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't. Like, I wanted to transfer somewhere else, but I didn't even know how I could do I just felt very stuck, and I felt very, like, stuck in my life and with my family and how I grew mm-hmm. up, and I just felt very stagnant. And then, honestly, meeting you changed everything for me because when we studied abroad, we had this amazing, beautiful group of people. There was only nine of us, nine of us? There were, were 12. 12? Something. Small group. Small, yeah. And we were all, we all got along amazingly. We went away, and the nice thing was it was like we went away to this camp experience, and we came back, and we were all able to be friends back at school. So the mm-hmm. last two years of college, I loved. I came back, I had best friends. Great group. Had a boyfriend. <laughs> and yeah. we had, like, an amazing time. It was a whole it was different great. experience. Totally different experience. But it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't, like... And for the first time in my life, I experienced being away from home, which mm-hmm. was so huge for me. Because totally. even though I didn't live at home, I was in this place where I grew up and I had all of these like people that I knew and just things that I knew and it just got me out and I finally felt free and like I could express myself and be myself for the first time ever in my life, which was so huge. And honestly, like that would not have happened without you. You you have done that again and again in my life where like we I've talked about this all the time and I, I bring you up where like I think we all have different thresholds for uncertainty mm-hmm. and mine is very low <laughs> change and uncertainty yeah. whereas yours is very high like after college we'll get into all of this but like you moved to New York you went to Australia you traveled you like yeah. do all these things and you of course I'm sure you feel like nervous and scared we'll get into that but you just do it whereas for me Everything is like we think about it all the time and we talk about it a million times. And is she going to move to New York? Is she not? Is she going to do the thing? She is. Yeah. She is. <laughs> my hair is pink right now. How, yes, long, how she much did, it. did we talk about this before a I lot. dyed my hair and pink? It looks amazing. But if it was you, you would have just like done it. And so, anyway, my point is having a best friend like you is so beneficial for someone like me to, because that's the thing I think as people, we can kind of push people to do more and be more mm-hmm. by. Not even just by example, but by being around them. Does, do you totally. know how I feel about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And I think you do the same for me, whereas, like, you, like, by leading by example, push me to reflect more and think mm-hmm. more about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and that kind of thing mm-hmm. rather than just, like, go. Because I can – sometimes I get, like, on the wheel where I'm, like, go, go, yeah. go, 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 and I don't just, like – stop and reflect and like mm. okay like where is this going why am I doing this oh that's interesting I like that mutually beneficial relationship we got the over here best kind. <laughs> the best kind so okay so what was your first impression of me back then before we land this plane about the meeting each other oh my gosh um 
I, I guess I was just like so attracted to your personality. You were so nice, but super outgoing and bubbly and just like this beautiful blonde, like ball of energy. Oh who's just like, hi, everyone's great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, and just so much fun, but also very smart and like, so like you were, you were so into journalism. Like oh, it was yeah. like, and I was like, whoa, like that's really great that she's so passionate about it because I wasn't sure that. I wasn't as well I I was sure I like definitely was not as passionate about it yeah but I knew that that was kind of like my best path at the time yeah and you were just like so into it and so good at it and I was which is weird because I do nothing with it now but it was so cool and like you I just I just thought you were amazing (laughs) I was like we need to be friends. That's how I felt about you. This is such a romantic podcast. <laughs> I know. That's exactly how, how I we felt met. about you. It's interesting because I was so into journalism and I so knew that I want I didn't know exactly like what path in journalism, but I I, I remember I was writing for like every campus magazine. I was working for the campus radio you station. Did everything. I did everything because I knew journalism, journalism, journalism. TV news, maybe it's design, maybe it's this, but it's journalism for sure. Yeah. And then now I don't do anything with journalism, and you worked at Vogue for the longest time. And <laughs> yeah, not you were writing, like not sure, but, but still, it's just kind of funny. Yeah. Um, okay, my first impressions of you. I first of all, I said this to you last night as we were. She spent. She's in town from New York. Just spent the picture up in the airport last night. Yep. And we got ready for bed, and I it was like creepily in the bathroom as we were brushing our teeth. I was like. Whenever I describe people to you, I say she's the pr- naturally prettiest person I've ever seen up close who, like, just doesn't <laughs> have to try. Her skin is always perfect, and she's just, like, gorgeous. I remember thinking, like, wow, she's just one of those people who's, like, always, like, looks great. Like, you could look be in sweatpants in the morning, or you could be, like, super put together with your outfit, which you're great at pulling together a good outfit. Thank but you. you, like, always look the same. You know, like, you always, like, look good. Like, you're one Thank of those people that doesn't have to try hard. Where I feel like for me it's, like, I have to put on makeup. I look dead without mascara, you know. No. I feel like people think that, but I don't know. I think it's all in how you carry yourself. I, I think that's probably true. And I would rather, I mean, I would rather, like, never wear a lick of makeup than have people, like, see me and be like, oh, wow, and then see me again and be like, <laughs> you know, like, that's I don't want to, I don't want to look like two different people. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, maybe that's kind of, like, similar to, like, you know, like, internet persona and actual in-person persona you know like you can like create this image that you put out to the world but I'd rather like look like myself yeah all the time and you do that's a good point (laughs) well you you she has we'll post a picture obviously you have one of those faces that's just like I don't know okay we have this thing I don't know if we're how we can say this without sounding it it's okay for us but I don't know how we can say this without Uh (laughs) without other people Thinking that we sound dumb, but okay, whatever. I remember one of those drives. Do you know what <laughs> I'm going to say? We're going for it. One no, of those drives no to to journalism class. This class was also like very hard. Like that was like a challenging class. Like oh we had to gosh. write a lot. Um, it was long. Yeah, you particularly hated it I, because we had to do a lot of interviews. I was and you really hated the interview. Cold calling. I've gotten better at it, but like, oh my gosh, it's like Katie. Just, like I just have to call the 
freaking fire department and like ask them a question. But I'm like, uh, uh, Katie, can you do this call for me? I'll and pull I'm your hair. weirdly really good at it. Like weirdly, I love that, which I think is like Not why weirdly, I've been able to. You're great at talking to strangers. Yeah, like what you've created. The true. Like I, that's like the, my one talent is you're interviewing people. Is is yeah. like talking to random people I don't know. So yeah, we would trade off. You would do my hair for me and pick up my outfits, and I would literally sit. Uh, we would use the toilet as like a desk. We would prop yep. up a laptop on the top. I would straddle the toilet. You would do my hair. And I would make your calls, and I'd be like, hi, this is Katie Wright calling from a Journalism 108 class. I'd like to talk to you about my story. So anyway, so we're... We, MSU, please don't retract my diploma. <laughs> um. There was a lot of collaboration there in was, a lot of our classes. for sure. We, we helped each other out. We, we pushed each work. other's mm-hmm. strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it was a team effort to get us through. <laughs> so, okay, so we're in this tough class, and one of the drives to the class, we were, like, particularly frustrated. I think we were, like had a lot of homework or, like, whatever, particularly frustrated. And do you remember us? It was the, we've talked about this multiple times since, but it was the first time we were, like, we were both just kind of being existential and being, like, what do we want to do with our lives? I think I was really getting into it with you because I, at that point, was very much like, well, I'm going to be a TV news reporter, and I know my path. And you were kind of like, oh, because you double majored in apparel textile design. Mm-hmm. So she was always into fashion and journalism. And so we were kind of talking, like, for you, like kind of like where you want to focus and what you want to do. And that's where we started to be. We both love Mary Kay and Ashley. We dressed up as them for Halloween one year. <laughs> yep. Which is an amazing costume. It was great. We should try so to find a photo of that. So comfy. comfy. Um, anyway, I think what we said was like, we just, our words were, oh God, I can't even say it because people are going to, ah! going to judge us. Okay, we, we got, we and can, we're so much better than that. We're now. so much better than that now, but we <laughs> can do are, it. We have to do it now. Okay, we're, we were, we're like in. 19. We were people. 19 and we were like, well, we just kind of want, and it, okay, we have to preface too, like this was before people were just famous for being famous, really. It was because like, no yeah, internet like, famous It was people. like young, card, like early Kardashian, keeping up with the Kardashians. Right, which we didn't watch or, like, know anything about, but, like, no. that was probably happening. But there was no Instagram then. Instagram right. didn't exist. No, not yet. And so we just said, right, and our words were, I believe, we would be really good at being famous. <laughs> and we didn't mean that, like, we want to be famous to be famous. It wasn't right. that. It was just, like, if we were famous, we would be, like, the nice girls. <laughs> You know, we would like be really collab. I think that's what we meant by it was like, because we were like, God, I just want to have fun and live my life and make cool things and be creative. The resources available to people in high profile, you know, positions are amazing and we're like god we would utilize the shit out of exactly (laughs) and it wasn't that we wanted to be famous to be famous we were just like we would be really good at it if we had the if we could live anywhere that we wanted Mm -hmm. and we didn't have to worry about money and we could make things and be creative and and help people people and and share and be ourselves we would do really cool shit Totally. And that was and that was the way that our nineteen year old selves could articulate that. And we had, totally. and I think w- since we had Mary Kate and Ashley in our minds, and we were we had like just been talking about them because of our Halloween costume, we were just kind of like, we'd be really good. At, like that's <laughs> that it went from we wish we were Mary Kate and Ashley to we wish we were famous Next, yeah. to we wish we had the resources to create all the things that we want to do. What are we going to do with our lives? We're in college. This is intense. totally, and yeah, and fame has really changed since yeah. then. Like it's a really to me, it's so scary now. Like, I don't want that. Right. <laughs> like, that much exposure is insane. And people 
I don't know, it's scary, kind of like the ownership that people feel what do of you celebrities. Mean? And oh. like, just because they feel like they know so much about their lives and like, I feel, feel like people start to have like a sense of ownership. Like they yeah. know, like there's so many like fan pages for people and like stuff like that and people right. get really obsessed. It's, yeah. I don't know, it freaks me out a little bit. And you <laughs> like having like, that much out there. Yeah. And you having been around so many people who have been high profile and just living in New York for so long now. Yeah, totally. Just seeing people and, like, having to... And we talk about this all the time because I used to get really... I still do, whatever. Really, like, (laughs) oh, my God, who do you meet and how are they and whatever. And I'm always going to keep asking you that because I think it's interesting. But you've had to totally become in this place where it's, like, they're just people. Totally. They're doing their job. They're doing their job. Their job makes them more accessible and visible to the general public. But they're just... They're people. Yeah. They have loves. They have losses. They have feelings. Yeah. And <laughs> like, that's how they want to be treated. We talked about this because I was recently around people, some people like that, and you mm-hmm. were just, you kind of coached me of, like, nobody wants to be treated like a celebrity. They want to just be able to, like, have a conversation with you. Totally. And you, you articulated that better with what you said. But <laughs> we were in <laughs> a moment. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and I think, too, with fame, Josh said this on my episode with him but he, Josh Radner, we're on a first name basis apparently. <laughs> of course. Um, but he has this great talk about fame, which I've talked about many times, where he was like, I thought getting famous would take away all of my insecurities and make me feel okay about myself. But really what happened was when I actually got famous, it just intensified everything yeah. and made me feel everything more. And I, he kind of freaked out. And so I always keep that in the back of my mind as like, we think that the fame or the money or the recognition or the whatever will save mm-hmm. us, but that's worshiping these false idols, essentially, whereas we have to come up with that general sense of okayness within ourselves and Absolutely. not on external things. Absolutely. Which has been, like, a constant challenge and battle. And, like, even, you know, bringing it back to our friendship in this conversation, like, I feel like we constantly, every few months, you know, when we would, like, have phone conversations or whatever – reconnecting on like what is it what is it that we want and what we want to be doing and like totally kind of how we can support each other and that absolutely well because that does change and evolve and I mean you have to like refocus and it helps having someone that knows you so well to talk Mm -hmm. to about that and who like even though we don't talk every single day or see each other only every couple months usually it's been more lately thank goodness (laughs) but um it's so comforting to, like, speak that to someone. Who's you're, known you for so long. Exactly. And, and you're, like, yeah. confusion and thoughts and do I want this or that? And, like, what way am I being pulled and what do you think? And yeah, it just brings you back to earth, too. Because, right. like, and I think in crazy places. New friendships are good, but there is something about a older friendship where you don't have to explain who you are you already know who I am at like a core level even though I've changed so much and where you've come from right what I've been through you don't have you know about my family you know about like you've seen me go through a lot of shit you know like I think we change so quickly in our 20s that it's hard to kind of keep up on that but having Mm -hmm. that baseline of like kind of who we were when we were 19 Mm -hmm. is makes it this sort of a friendship not necessarily deeper or better than friends I've met 
later in life, For but sure. it's totally different. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So we kind of started to talk about this, and I, I wrote this down in my copious notes of things that I want to ask <laughs> You're you. You're ready. But we have been long distance besties, we'll mm-hmm. call it, for since college. So yeah. so what so to it's bring been people four up years. To, Yeah. So to bring people up to now, we graduated from college and soon after you moved to New York and then you went on your big trip, right? Yeah. So I so I took uh five years to graduate. So Katie graduated. I had another semester at MSU and in that time I was just teaching yoga and Katie hanging out was with doing you. yoga. Yep, exactly. Blogging in yeah. quotes. <laughs> you were. That this yeah. was when Wellness Wonderland yes. was like at its peak <laughs> happening. Yeah. It was the beginning. Um, but I, so we had to do an internship for our degree and mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to work in fashion and that New York was the best place for that. And that's where I wanted to be. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to apply for internships in New York and that's, what's going to happen. So I did a semester and then around like Thanksgiving, I started applying for internships and, um, I got a couple interviews, and so my dad drove me out to New York. I did some interviews, and I got an internship. That was and so, so exciting. That was really exciting. And Where was your internship? It was with the CFDA, which is the Council of Fashion Designers of America, which is a trade organization for American-based designers or brands. And um, at that point, they were really small. They only employed about 12 people, and so I got brought on as the... Um, graphic design and communications intern. I'm so proud of you still. <laughs> it was really exciting. I was like, oh my god, I can I can do this. This is great. Yeah. And so it was, I like didn't give myself time to be scared. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, this is happening. And um, I flew out to New York on New Year's Day and moved there. And How did you find a place? How did you figure everything out? Um, what did I... Oh, so I stayed with a friend who we had met, who went Trista. to... Yeah, I, okay. through MSU, study abroad. We, like, weren't that close in college, but she had moved to New York and was, like, always posting on Facebook, like, anyone coming out, blah, blah, blah. And I think so, you met her through me because I worked with her at one of those magazines, and then she came to Spain to visit Exactly, us. and Carl, because she yeah. was in one of Carl's classes. So That's I had right. sent her a message and been like, hey, so I'm applying for internships and was just wondering if you have any advice or any, you know, really yeah, she was a place, year older than places us. to recommend to stay. And she was kind of like, she sent me a message back. She's like, um, I don't mean to be rude, but the number of people who have said this to me is ridiculous and still no one sent me out. So I'm, or still no one has moved out here. So I'm just going to send you what I've sent to everyone else. But like, if you do end up doing it. I think I was also one of those people who sent her a message (laughs) just like that and got her standard Facebook copy and paste. I swear we were like sitting in Espresso Royale. We were. Just, just. Send her a message. I'm like, we okay, were. Hey, I remember hey, this I now because I had like recently sent her one, <laughs> and at that time I was I had just we had we had to move out of our house at that point, and so I had moved home for a couple months. Yeah, and I was really like, I need to get out of East Lansing where we grew right. up. I was teaching yoga, and I was like, I'm going to move to New York with you. That was, like, our thing for a while. And then, long story short, I ended up getting this job and moved to Detroit. Mm-hmm. In the same month, January of that year, you moved to New York, I moved to Detroit. But it was, again, which goes back to, like, you kind of taking the leap and doing it. I'm more of a stepping stone person where I needed this stepping stone that was, like, more digestible and more totally. in the same 
Anyway, but back to you. I always make it about me. <laughs> it's the only child in Only here. child. <laughs> I'm kidding. We got the only child. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so I went, and it was great. It was such a good experience. Um, I mean, it was insane. It was my first, like, internship and fashion experience, and they were great. Living because, in New York? Yeah, exactly. What was that was, time like for you? Like, you had just moved to New York. You had... Trista that you knew, but you really didn't know anybody else no, there. <laughs> I didn't. It was actually really hard. It was very, it was a very lonely experience, especially because um, both of my sisters, they went to MSU as well, and they were still in school. A lot of my friends were taking five years to graduate, and were still in East Lansing. You were still here. Our other best friend, who was our roommate, had gotten married and was yep, living in she Texas. Was doing her own thing, and I just felt very lonely I mean I'm like okay now I'm in this place this huge city with so many people and how do I make friends you know like after college like I never even visited you then like we were all Mm -hmm. kind of just starting new things and we were all like so young yeah it was such a transitional time yeah and yeah so it was it was really hard and I felt like I was failing a lot but I wasn't, and I was learning yeah. and growing, and... I made um, a lot of connections during that internship. I did, which fashion. was great. It was a wonderful experience, and I took a part-time job at Madewell oh, yeah. as a sales associate, um, and made one of my best friends working yep. there. Didn't last very long. <laughs> I was like, retail? No, thank you. Yeah. Um, but made a really amazing friend and group of friends through that, my friend Gabby, And then kind of, like, gradually towards the end of that spring, I had friends who were moving out. Like, one of our friends from college, Liz, she came and visited and looked at schools for grad school um, and ended up moving. But, um, yeah, it was hard. And so uh, one of our good friends, Laura, who we studied abroad with and was also our neighbor, and best friend, um, she... She was living here with me. Yep, she was here so in we were, Ferndale, right? Yeah, we were together in Detroit, and mm-hmm. we were hanging out all the time. Yep. She was, like, my own... Meanwhile, she was my only friend here. Yeah. We would get dinner, like, a couple nights a week, and she said to me, she was like, I want to travel. I want to get out of here. I want to leave. I want to travel. Right. And invited me. But, of course, going back to sheltered playing small me I said no but another Katie that we know (laughs) said yes (laughs) it was like winter and it was so cold and I'm like I need something to look forward to so Laura and I started a google doc and started planning this trip and um yeah which changed everybody's life totally so then where so where did you guys where did you guys go? Tell us all about that trip so, and how you decided. So we were like, okay, what do we want to do? Let's go to Greece and go to Istanbul. Like that sounds really amazing. And so we start planning and then Laura was like, Oh, one of my friends who I was roommates with in the beginning of college, her sister lives in Australia and her and a bunch of people are going to Bali. Like, should we go to Bali? I was like, yeah, let's add it on. Let's go to Bali. And then I was like, well, we're going to be so close. We should just go to Australia after. And one of my best friends from high school, her older brother, he had been living in Australia for a couple years. And so I messaged him, and he's like, come, come, come. You can stay with me in Sydney. It's great. You'll love it. So we're like, okay, cool. That'll, like, round out the trip, and we'll head back from there. 
But yeah, we just had a great time on the beach. We went to like Balinese rice patties and temples and it was great. Laura, our friend that you traveled with, mm-hmm. ended up meeting her now fiance. Yeah. <laughs> husband yep. on that trip. Yes. And now they live they live in New York. Soon to be podcast guests. Yep. And so yeah, then we went to Australia. And when we were there, we were like, this is amazing. And everyone was like, get a work holiday visa. You can move here and live for a year. You can get a job and get sponsored and stay longer. Like, it's so easy. And Laura and I were just like, I had finished my internship and didn't have a job lined up yet. And Laura was feeling restless living here and ready for Mm -hmm. a change. And we're like... Let's just do it. <laughs> and meanwhile, I was depressed here in the winter, and all of my friends moved to Australia. <laughs> it was a rough time. Therefore, I started recording all my conversations and talking to people on the internet, and therefore, we have a podcast. And here we are. And I wrote a book. Three years later. <laughs> yeah. So I stayed home and did nothing because all of my friends moved across the world. <laughs> Not all of them. Most of them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we went. So and, you, and you lived in Australia for a year. I was there for nine months. Nine months. Yep. I remember Skyping yeah. you. I remember you getting a little bit homesick. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, absolutely. It was far. It's really and far. As I said before, my I'm very close with my sisters and... MSU went to the Rose Bowl, so my whole family was in California because my grandpa played for Michigan State, so they did a whole big family thing, and I was like, I mean, I love that I'm in Australia, but I wish I was with everyone, yeah. so so it was a great experience. I worked at a tennis club, which was super fun, and you I did a... You worked for a stylist, right? No, I worked for a small like PR agency, Oh yeah, and that helped me figure out I didn't want to do PR, <laughs> which was a good learning experience. Um, and yeah, it was great. It was so much fun. It's a beautiful place to live. But I got to the point where I was, I felt like I was just, you know, perpetuating my college lifestyle and not really moving forward in the way I wanted to. So I decided that it was time to move back and move back to New York and so Laura stayed, Laura stayed. with Anthony yeah and you came back and moved to New York and so then what was that move to New York like you had already lived there once it was a little bit easier why New York you'd always wanted to live in New York like ever since we met it was Mm -hmm. something that you'd always wanted to do what does being in that city mean to you and then being back there and now you've been there and you're like 100% a New Yorker what (laughs) what does it mean what it talked to us about living in New York and like what that move from Australia to New York was like the second time around Um, Well, the second time around, it was great. I realized, like, what a community I had there and how many friends I did have and how much I had grown. And and that was really great to move back and have that. I was like, oh, my gosh, I have so many people I can call and see and, like, reach out to about, like, jobs and stuff like that. And You had a network. Exactly, which was amazing. And through this whole time, I had also – I was freelancing online – um, oh, yeah. So, like, I, I had been making, like, my own money through this whole time. Um, and that gave me a lot of freedom. Like, that gave me the freedom to move to Australia mm-hmm. and to, like, do all of these things, which was such a blessing and, like, what I needed at that time. And so I moved back to New York and was doing the freelance thing online and then looking for jobs. And I met with the communications director at the CFDA who I had worked for, and she was just like, what do you want to do? Oh, yeah. And I said, you know, I've always been really interested in styling, 
but I mean, that's not, I don't have any experience in it yet. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like, am I going to have to do a free internship? And she's like, Katie, have some self respect. You are not working for free. Mm-hmm. Like, you are capable. She was such We're a, I remember get you, a you job. telling me about this conversation, and I remember thinking, like, what a good human that it was she so great. said that to you, and it, totally. was, it came at the perfect time. And I just remember hearing this in real time and being so grateful for her, for you, totally. and that you had built that connection and that she got you. Yeah, she said, How, she's like, you have worth and mm-hmm. you should be paid for your work. And sometimes we need to hear that, you know, because we don't value it in ourselves or don't see it in ourselves. Totally. And you didn't, if she hadn't said that to you, you probably would have just gone for an unpaid internship exactly. because that's all you thought you were capable of. For sure. And luckily through that relationship, um, she, you know, I was able to go to something bigger. And so she was just like, what do you want to do? We're going to get you something. And I said, well, I'd love to be at a magazine. I think that'd be a really great place to learn. And she said, okay, I'm going to send out some emails. And so she sent out some emails, and I got an interview at Vogue, and I started the next week. <laughs> and you were there for a long time. Yeah, I was there for like a year and a half. Can we talk about that experience a little bit? Yeah, for sure. It was it was a great learning experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, if to start there was, I mean, insane. And it really helped me figure out the path I wanted, which was great, and... Um, I mean, just working at a high-profile magazine like that, you're exposed to so much. Yeah. So it was really, like, a fast-track learning experience. And um, I loved it. (laughs) But um, the position that I was in was, like, very much an entry-level position, which was great because I was exposed to a lot. But there isn't a lot of upward movement. That's the hard thing. And Mm -hmm. especially, like, with magazines now, a lot of them are struggling and trying to figure out, like, how to live in the digital world and the print world and, like, their path and what they're going to do. So there just wasn't a lot of room for growth. And so once I had, you know, grown and learned everything that I felt that I could in that position... I knew it was time to go. Yeah. And so I left and have been freelancing for a year now. Which is another really thing I admire about you is that you'll try things, you'll do things, and then when you feel stagnant in it, when you f- just like you said there, when you feel like there wasn't any room for growth, you're ready to move on. Even mm-hmm. though the next step maybe isn't clear, maybe is scary is unknown you don't stay longer than you need to in a certain situation like in Australia or like with Vogue you were ready and you moved on and you make it work and you don't like regret decisions which is something that I you know this but like I struggle with so much of being like well this is cozy and this is this is known like I know this whereas like the uncertainty of a next path I don't know so I avoid it so how do you do you think that's just something you inherently have that, like, I don't necessarily inherently have? Or is that something that you have to, like, actively push through? Like, you're – like, for me, hearing the story and you leaving Vogue, so much of me is, like, would I have just stayed? I don't know. At least I know what it's like. How did you feel doing that? Were you scared? Were you nervous? Did you kind of have to push yourself? Like, have one side of your brain instruct the other side of your brain to be, like, this is the right path. Do mm-hmm. this, even though it might – 
not feel that way or I might I might like I guess I'm so afraid of regret that I don't do things sometimes mm-hmm. because I'm afraid I might regret a choice that I make does that make sense so like yeah how did how does that feel for you mentally I mean I guess I just knew I was ready I was starting to get frustrated and like I knew that there wasn't any growth opportunity and so I was just like you know what I it's not gonna help me in the long run mentally emotionally in my career to just stay and hope that a position opens up in what six months a year a year and a half mm-hmm. like I can't keep doing this for that long it was it was a very very hardcore job <laughs> yeah. like maybe we should talk like, about that too it wasn't it like was, rainbows and butterflies it no was, it like was not a desk job it was like no 70 80 hours a week like running around the city all day Popping balloons for Anna Wintour. Like, running... It was, it was crazy. It was a lot. Yeah. And, like, you can't... Like, that job you cannot do for an extended, indefinite amount of time. And so that was part of it. And I think... I don't know. I don't know what it is You were ready. It was exhausting. Exactly. You were exhausted and you were ready. Yeah. And, yeah, not even that. But I was like, okay, I want to leave before, you know, I... I want to leave on a good note. Right. Like I've, I've worked so hard and built all of these relationships, and I know that they're going to serve me well in my future. And so it's it was just time. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it was a conscious decision. I think it's something that I knew, and then I started talking about it. Like, I remember having a conversation with my mom about it, and, um, and I, just, I just had to. And yeah. I had thought, like, I was originally going to leave and, like, February, so like come back after Christmas, you know, have January, go through like fashion week in February, and then like leave at the end of February when everyone was like traveling for fashion month. And then early December, I was like, why? Why wait? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's time. I should just start the new year fresh. Cool. And I had a conversation with um, Virginia Smith, who's the um, head of like fashion marketing, and she was super supportive. Which was really encouraging yeah. to me and just affirmed that I was making the right decision. And, yeah, it was terrifying. Because yeah. I left and I was like, okay, well, I don't have anything lined up, so let's see what happens. Yeah. And it's been a hard year because it takes so long to build and you have to – people recommend you for things. But yeah. it's hard, but it's definitely from, like, where I was – even like in May to where I am now it's been a huge huge growth well I think that's the thing with freelancing is like you have to be and why it's challenging for people like with my kind of mentality is that like there's a lot of uncertainty there's a lot of inconsistency and you have to be able to roll with that and some people it's easier for some people but I think it's challenging for everyone for sure for sure I mean financially it's been all over the place right and emotionally, it's as well. How do you how do you but. handle that? How do you handle your stress, like financially, emotionally, as being a freelancer, just in general? Like, what are some things you do, like self care wise? Like, when you feel really stressed, what do you do? Do you call a friend? Do you? What are things that you do? I talk to my sisters a lot, mm-hmm. and like, I'm we're so close, and they support me a lot, and. I don't know. I just kind of push through, I guess. I've been reading a lot more this year and just, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, power through. 
I maybe I'm not very maybe I don't really deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> and I just like <laughs> push it, it to the somewhere. back of my mind and just yeah. like go for a run or Well, I guess that is dealing with it. I think that is dealing with it. You exercise. You feel like... I think you're really tough. Like, I would say you're a tough person. I think it takes someone to be a freelancer, to live in New York City. Like, there's a certain grit and toughness that you have that you kind of always have. Maybe that's, like, being an oldest child. Maybe, yeah. And maybe just growing up, like, like how I grew up, I guess. Just having... Just being strong. Yeah. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. You're a go-getter. You're like, we're going to do it. We're going to get it done. I think I – it's something, you know, like in our friendship, like to give like a silly example. Like I can't find the remote or something. I just give up. (laughs) And you're like, no, we're going to find it. Let's do it. Pull apart the couch cushion. Yeah, we'll figure (laughs) it out, you know. Or it's like – maybe that's my like very – we grew up very differently. Like I was like very cushy only child, very smothered. And you were like the oldest and like, you know, had your sisters and like was – scrappy and like thought of things and and I think that you know makes a great dynamic in our friendship but also is something I really admire about you and I think it has really served you in your career and in living in New York and everything that you do yeah I mean I think there's definitely something to be said for hard work yeah really and no matter your industry or what you do and like sometimes it's recognized and sometimes it's not but like if you just work hard then I think you'll get a lot yeah. further. Okay, I want to flesh out a little bit about style and fashion and, and working at Vogue and, and yeah. for people who, um, you know, have these sorts of curiosities because so many people do and, and people listening to this podcast even have um, mentioned it to me that it, they work in fashion or want to work in fashion. So what would you – I want to know what did you learn from your time at Vogue style-wise? Did mm-hmm. it change your – Aesthetic? Did it change, um, you know, what you thought? St- you've always been a really stylish per- person. And I think just probably, like, living in the city of New York probably changed yeah. that. And then, well, I'll just stop there, and then I have another question. Okay, cool. Um, well, working at Vogue, you're, I was just exposed to so many different things. Like, I was around, you know, Couture Chanel. I was around all of these amazing designer items but then also like it was a cool mix of high and low so just being exposed to so much all the time is so stimulating Mm -hmm. and I think it can be really good to like know what's out there and kind of like what's happening in the creative field but also it can be overwhelming and get you in this mentality of like I need this I need this I need this Mm -hmm. I need this you know which like isn't realistic like I can't get like a $2,000 Balenciaga bag. Like, and I feel like you've because. always kind of had that mentality. Like, even in college, like, there would be packages that would come to us, and I'd be like, what did you order? Oh, my gosh, these are I amazing do. shoes. I mean, I love – I've always really liked nice things, and that doesn't mean I'm getting them all the time, but, like, I have an appreciation for them. Yeah. And I think, like, I would rather buy a pair of shoes that are $400 yep. that I'm going to wear every day than a pair of, like, shoes that were like $60 that I'm going to wear twice, you know? Yeah. It just makes so more smart. sense to me. Yeah. And quality over quantity. Yeah. And, um, so. And you've always been so great at, like, you've always had this personal style. You've always been great at vintage shopping. You've always been great at putting things together. You always have had a knack for that. And Thanks. I feel like your time at Vogue, maybe just, and just not just at Vogue with the CFDA and freelancing now and everything has just intensified it and made it 
more, but it hasn't necessarily changed. Yeah, I feel like it's made... I guess I feel... I don't know. I feel like it's, like, in... I feel like my personal style has gone kind of back to, like, where it was, like, a couple of years ago. Like, more, like, vintage jeans and mm-hmm. t-shirts and stuff like that. And, like, especially with my job, like, it's really important to be comfortable because mm-hmm. I'm on my feet all day. I'm running around. I'm, like, need to bend over to, like, change models' shoes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, sneakers and, like, great jeans and, like, really good basics that I love and I can wear every day. Yeah. And that I'm really in, I don't know. So I guess, does that answer the question? Yeah, no, it does. <laughs> has, has living in New York inspired or changed the way that you dress and your style? Like, what does that city do for you style I don't think it's changed that much. I think... You always dressed like you lived in New York when we were in, like, freaking East Lansing. <laughs> and I've always been a big fan of functionality. Like, I... Because I ski and I like to, mm-hmm. like, run outside and stuff. So I love, like president of the ski and snowboard team right here (laughs) so I love like gear and things that are like functional but also stylish so I think that especially living in New York like if I'm out running around all day and it's gonna rain like I have like a nice cool rain jacket that is gonna Mm -hmm. keep me dry but also like looks great and yeah stuff like that um New York I mean people dress it's, like, all over the place. Right. Like, I'll be on the train, like, in Brooklyn, and these girls are dressed, like, all crazy. Like, they're going to some Art. trap party or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then, like, you'll go into Manhattan. You'll be in, like, Chelsea, and women are, like, in stilettos and going to, like, some club or dinner. And there's just such a wide range, which is great because you can dress however the fuck you want. It doesn't yeah. matter. Whereas, like, in the Midwest or in other places, like, it's a little more sterile, Mm -hmm. I feel like. And people, like, if you wear something that's a little different, like, you stand out. Right. I actually feel when I'm in New York that if I'm wearing something that's a little sterile, I stand out. Ah. Like, I feel when I'm with you. In a bad way or in a good way? In a good way for me to, like, step it up. Okay. You know? (laughs) Like, if I'm just in, like, a very generic minimalistic outfit here I feel like I just look run of the mill it's fine but then when I'm in New York when I'm visiting when I'm with you and you're you know put together in this outfit that has you know vintage pieces and some really nice pieces and is just like really curated in this beautiful way I feel sterile in my just like very normal outfit I want to have some sort of not necessarily like Flare is not the word at all that I'm trying to... But I want to, like, have a cool scarf, or mm-hmm. I want to have a um, vintage thing. Like, or, feel pulled together. Feel pulled together and more. feel like getting dressed in style is a work of art, and I'm expressing who I am on the inside, on the outside in mm-hmm. some way. Totally. And if I'm not doing that here, it doesn't feel... It feels fine. You can be in sweatpants. You can be in yoga clothes all the time. It's fine. But there, I feel the sense of, like... Maybe I I do want to step it up a little bit. Totally. Which is a good thing, I think. And everyone, like, I get in ruts, too, where I'm like, ugh, I hate all of my clothes. Oh, we like, talk, We have this conversation. Like- I, I have this conversation. <laughs> I call you every six months and be like, I have Can we redo my closet? nothing to wear. I need you to redo my closet. Can you Capsule send me links collection. of what I need to buy? We have this conversation every six months. <laughs> but, like, it happens. And, like, you'll, like, wear the same thing for, like, three weeks yep. in a row because you're just like, you know what, I just can't or like that's Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like not what you need to be thinking about you know what I mean and so I think that 
wearing what makes you feel good is so important and that the way you present yourself to the world is how the world's gonna see you and if you mm-hmm. feel good about that and then that's gonna reflect to yeah, others totally. but um but also I don't think it's necess- necessarily like always the most important thing mm-hmm so for anyone listening, wherever they are, whether they're in New York or in the Midwest or any part of the country or world, what is, like, one general style piece of advice or thing that you would give them? I want to know that. And then separately, with kind of where we are right now in, you know, 2017, about to be, what is what are, like, some trends that you're actually liking or seeing or, like, I'm putting you on the spot here sort of, but, like, you know, there's – right now it's kind of, like – this is me, like, projecting, but it's, like, 90s grungy style is is more in, which I love. Like, what is – where do you see things going in 2017 and beyond? What do you like that's kind of a trendy thing that people can kind of use? Mm -hmm. Just riff on all of that. Okay. Um, I think that style-wise, if you have nice sh- shoes and accessories, then that can pull that can, changes everything. Like you can be wearing the most like plain jeans and a white t-shirt, but if you have like amazing little patent red heels, like just like a little black heel, mm-hmm. like then that like makes it an outfit or like cool. a cute bag stuff. I think those are like the important things to invest in. Yeah. Because those can just totally change how a whole look looks. I think people, I'll speak for myself, I get really intimidated by accessories. Like, you know this about me. Like, mm-hmm. I just, like, I will wear the same few things all the time. I You would always come up to my room and, like, pick out outfits for me of clothes that I had or using some of your clothes. Mm-hmm. But I would never have thought to put those things together because I think for, for you, it's it's this is very intuitive. You've been good at this sort of thing forever kind of mixing accessories and, and putting things together I don't know if I can articulate this question or if it's even easy to answer but if it's not intuitive to kind of use accessories would you recommend people kind of just you know have two or three nice things that they really enjoy and kind of cycle them in or like what's a way to kind of go outside of your comfort zone with how you're dressing a bit does that question make any sense? Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm not a huge accessories person either. Right, like, right, right. I have, like, the same necklace that's, like, just, like, a little gold chain with mm-hmm. a diamond that I just wear every day. And, like, my rings and earrings, like, those are, I like things that I can just wear and don't take yeah. off or put back on. But, I mean, you're great with, like, a scarf and your bag and, like, the shoe that you I choose. I love a scarf. You <laughs> love a scarf. <laughs> I love a scarf. I don't know. I guess it's just, it's just comfortable for me. Um... I w- yeah, start small. Like, get mm-hmm. a little, like, handkerchief scarf that you can tie around your neck. But also, if it doesn't feel natural to you, then, like, don't do it. Or try it for a day. Like, sometimes yeah. I will, I will like, put on an outfit where I'm like, well, this is kind of, like, weird or crazy. But then it'll be an outfit that I get, like, the most compliments on. And I'm like, okay, it does work, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so I would say, yeah, push it. Like, try a little different style of shoe. See yeah. if you like it, and if you're like, okay, I'm going to be crazy and, like, wear, like, a long necklace today, then, yeah, if that's yeah. pushing it for you, then then do it. Well, I think this is kind of a good transition to kind of talk to some of the the uh, confidence and, and body stuff, because mm-hmm. I think style is obviously so connected with that, and especially working in the fashion industry, totally. and 
obviously you know because you've seen me go through everything with all of my eating shit body ups and downs over the years what being in the fashion industry and with style how can that be helpful and difficult body image wise I feel like style isn't necessarily like anyone can have style Mm -hmm. anyone any body shape any size can dress well I think that Refinery29 has been doing a really beautiful job of, you know, showing women of all sizes mm-hmm. in, like, their fashion stories and in all of their different stories that they're doing. Um, I think that feeling good about yourself makes it easier to get dressed mm-hmm. and to, like, get ready and, like, yeah. feel good about what you're wearing. Um, not to say that you can't, like, I mean, I don't always feel good about myself. Right. <laughs> like, you know, like, we all everyone has body insecurities from like from models to everyone right you know and like I've worked with people who are like beautiful and top fashion models but like they like have insecurities as well or Mm -hmm. like so it just depends but isn't it crazy how on a day where I'm feeling so shitty about my body having a bad body image day if I I, the last thing I want to do is put real clothes on and mm-hmm. put jeans on and not be in yoga pants and not be in stretchy pants. But if I do and I you do my better. hair, I instantly feel better. What is, you know, you you said it, and I know this from, from being your friend, but, you know, you don't always feel, when and everybody as women, like when you have a bad body image moment or a bad body image day, mm-hmm. what it, what are your tools? What are your go-to things? What are some things that you do to try to shift out of it if you can? Um, I would say just, like you said, like, getting dressed. Mm -hmm. Go get a manicure. Like, little Mm self-love acts like that really help. Um, like, as a freelancer, like, sometimes it is hard to get dressed. Like, if I don't have work that day or a meeting or anything, then it's like, okay, like, I could just, like, lay around in my sweats and watch Netflix. But, like, that's not going to make me feel good. Like, at the end of the day, I'm going to feel so shitty. So just, like, getting dressed, going, like, even if you're just getting dressed to, like, go to the coffee shop Mm -hmm. or go to the store or whatever. Um, Not shopping, I wouldn't say, because, like, if I'm, like, not feeling amazing, the last thing I want to do is go try on clothes. Yeah. But maybe, like... I don't want to do that on a good day. I just buy things <laughs> right? and take them back. A three-way mirror and the lighting in Nordstrom oh my God. is something that no woman should, be should ever to. be subjected to. Yeah. They're great about returns there. Buy your shit. Take it home. Try leave it the on tags the on. Of your home. comfort of your home. Take it back. No three-way mirrors, period. Yeah. I think... I've got a hard rule on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad, isn't it's it? It's terrible. Yeah. It, it is. You don't need to see the back of you that well and yeah. that lit. <laughs> Ever. (laughs) Ever. There's no reason. Yeah. Or even just, like, doing a workout class or Mm -hmm. something like that. Just that – those. that's what helps me. Like, if I'm feeling super blah, I'm like, okay, I just need to move. Move. Like, I need to go for a run or even just a walk or whatever. And then, yeah, putting on real clothes (laughs) always helps. Yeah, it always helps. Um, What, you know, speaking of kind of, like, the all the – crazy transitions that I've made really on the podcast but you've seen firsthand as my friend Mm -hmm. 
what has it been like to this is kind of about me but what has it been like to like see me change so drastically with body and food and eating and like keeping up with that as my friend as a question using me and our relationship as an example but also you know in our 20s like I was saying before we're constantly changing what we believe what we are excited about what we're passionate about Mm -hmm. both career-wise because I've seen you have these transitions career-wise and where you're living and you've seen me kind of do the same thing in other areas how do you how do we kind of like meet each other where we're at and like what has that been like for you to kind of see all the different ups and downs of what I've been you've just been such a good friend through it all and you've been so supportive you know when I was like at like a deep bottom or Mm -hmm. when I've been really happy and high you've really been able to kind of be this steady thing in my life all the way through which I really love and appreciate but like what has that been like for you I mean it's we have a very strong friendship Mm -hmm. but there I mean it was hard at times it was like yeah it was a lot but I care so deeply about you that, like, obviously there was no turning back and I was going to be with you through yeah. whatever it took. And there were times where, you know, maybe I wasn't, like, looking at your blog all the time or right. listening to all the podcasts because it was just, like, a lot for me yeah. and not necessarily something that I could, well, personally, like, take in. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, I mean... Some things, like, having grown up in, like, with, like, a very religious mother, like, certain things I, like, shy away from. Yeah. And so there were times where, like, I was like, okay, Katie's, like, really kind of, like, into this. Yeah. And, like, that's her journey right now, but, like, I can't, like, expose myself to that much of it. Totally. If that makes sense. Yeah. But, like, of course, we would always talk and, like, hear each other out. Yeah. And be there for each other. And, like, yeah. and you've grown like seeing you how much you've grown since like even we like graduated college to now is insane and it's amazing and I'm so proud of you Mm. and I'm happy that I could be there with you through it and I don't know how much help I was (laughs) but um I'm so glad that we have each other and I mean and some parts were hard but some parts like have been so amazing and that's life and that's friendship and yeah. All relationships are like that. And and that's long-term friendship. Totally. First of all, you were helpful, and all <laughs> that is so sweet. And, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's that, I think it's like a trust of, like, all right, they're into what they're into, but they'll, they're the same person. Totally. You know? Deep and they're down, Deep down. Like they are. And there's definitely been periods in our life when we've been closer, and then there's been periods in our life where we haven't been closer. But one thing I love about you more than anything else is that when we would talk, and this is just something that I, I wanted to have us touch on before, but I don't I think we like got off on a tangent about long distance friendship and mm-hmm. how to do that. Like I think we should talk about that more right now, okay because, we do that so well mm-hmm. because when we talk, even if it hasn't been a while, which lately that hasn't been the case because I've right. been to New York so often and we've been, you know, seeing each other like really pretty often. But for a long time, that wasn't the case. And we right. wouldn't see each other for long, many months. And we wouldn't even maybe talk, you know, um, you know, we'd like tag each other in something on Instagram and for send sure. each other a check-in text and maybe like have a phone conversation here and there. But that was it. But when we would get together, there was no guilt of like, 
haven't seen you in a long time. Mm -hmm. You haven't been calling me much. Like, you haven't been a good friend. There was just none of that. That was never there. And, like, when we did talk on the phone, it wasn't, yeah, we had a lot of catching up to do. But because of social media, that's a great tool to, like, you you didn't have to say, like, oh, I saw you, you know, I didn't have to explain to you I went on a trip you knew. Or, you know, like, I... We were able to kind of keep in touch with each other in an internet sort of way. So then we, when we spoke, we had, like, genuine things we could speak about and talk totally. about and go deep. But there was never any guilt or any, you know, fear that one of us wasn't being a good friend. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's that's great. Like, yeah. We know each we're other. killing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and I think it says a lot about our friendship and – you're right. There have been times when we've been like closer and more in contact, and mm-hmm. when we've been a little further apart and like yeah. touched base a little less. But like through it all, we always knew that we had each other. Like yeah. that's never been a doubt in my mind. Yeah, me and neither. I don't think it's ever been a doubt in yours. And also, I think something that's really valuable is because we were we've been, lived in so far from each other for so long now. Yeah, is that neither of us have been jealous of the other one's friendships. Yeah. And, like, new friendships. That oh, that's such a good because point. that's really important. Like, it's important to have people who are, you know, emotionally close to you and mentally. And, yeah. like, we very much have that relationship. But also to have people who are physically close to you and, yeah. like, in your area. And that you can see every day or every week or whatever. Yeah. And, like... And maybe that you do, because, like, those friends, you, like, you know, it's, like, the, the more mundane stuff. Like, right. oh, like, this happened at work and, like, blah, 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 exactly. blah. Whereas, like, with us, it's more of, like, what am I doing with my life, right. you know? And so I think that's great that we've, like, allowed each other and been happy for each other to, like, grow and grow new friendships. Yeah. And, like, not be worried that your or my friendship with someone else is going to lessen our relationship. Wow, that's such a good point. I almost forget that people do that that's such a common thing I I think for people to do that and we're yeah I I want you to have so many friends in New York because I want to meet them and I want to like get to know them and I want you to like be happy while you're there for sure but through all of that through me having more friends here and then you know in years since like you've you know my book launch in New York you got to meet so many of my Mm -hmm. friends and it was amazing and I got to meet Gabby who we just talked about was Mm -hmm. there and like I got to meet your friends and it's it's great but and then, of course, we have some friends that are mutual friends. And hopefully sure. it will just – us both having more friends will just make more friends for all exactly. of us. Exactly. But I think through all of that, through those times where we weren't as close, through the times where we just didn't talk as much, I always in my mind considered you my best friend still. Absolutely. It wasn't like – like because – I kind of like give someone that title and then they just like have that title <laughs> with me. Lifer. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yes, I had people during – that time that I spoke to more frequently than you, Mm -hmm. but you were still my best friend even though we weren't hanging out every day or, like, at all. But it was just, you have that and it's it sticks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to know, let's talk about, I know we've, I feel like we've talked about living in New York quite a big amount, but I want to know, do you have a favorite... New York moment yet? Do you have? I want to know like the mm. best thing about living in New York and the worst part of living in New York, and if you have like a favorite moment that stands out so far. Um, I don't know. Like, I'll have moments where I'm like, "Holy shit, I live here!" Yeah, like, this is happening. Yeah, yeah. Because like, so much of it is just like it's life. You know, I leave my apartment, I go to the subway, mm-hmm. I take the subway, blah blah blah. Like, I'm running my errands, and it's like it's amazing. And like, there's a World Trade Center, and there's the Empire State Building, but. I feel like you get so used to it, but then there will be, like, little moments here and there where, like, 
like if I'm taking a cab home like across the Williamsburg Bridge and you just like see the city all lit up and you're like mm, this is pretty awesome yeah like, I live here I'm doing this you know yeah, like, those, and it's like, hard moments. to live there it is it's a lot yeah. <laughs> it's exhausting and it's yeah. dirty but there's um there is a beauty to it yeah and Lowe's I would say sometimes it just depends like little th- I think it was, I feel for me especially mm-hmm. I let things kind of like build mm-hmm. so like Something will frustrate me here. Something will frustrate me there. Something will annoy me here. And then all of a sudden, they all just kind of, like, build up. And one little thing will happen. Like, I'll be on the subway and someone will, like, bump my face with their backpack. And I'm just like, Yeah. Like, oh, my God. I could kill someone right now. So I think it's just, yeah, just those little things that just kind of, like, hit you and like anywhere else you'd be like oh I can brush it off but it's like you're like fucking cramped on this subway car with 500 other people and it's 90 degrees out and there's like sweat dripping down your back into your butt crack and you're like on your way to work and you're like I could just freak out yeah it goes back to what we were talking about before about you I was like, how do you deal with stuff and you're like well I think I've got to push it down there until I'm on the subway don't deal with stuff Oh man, what's Ugh. what's your well? I get yeah. I feel like we. I feel like we. Oh okay, I know what I wanted. The only other question about New York. What advice would you have for someone wanting to move to New York? Someone. <laughs> um, I would say you need to decide that you're going to do it, and then you need to tell people. This is the advice you gave me. <laughs> Your exact words were, tell everyone that you're moving so you look like an asshole if you don't. <laughs> exactly. Because, like, that's, like, sometimes, like, the fear of letting people down or, like, looking like a jackass is stronger than your fear of actually making the move. Yep. So, I mean, obviously, you need to make sure that, like, you have your finances in order because New York is so much more expensive than you think it's going to be. Um, so that's really important. But there's so much opportunity there and, like, you know, maybe... And it's also about being open-minded, I think. Like, if you're trying to move there without a job, like, you might not get your dream job right away. But, like, you could, like, work in a coffee shop and, like, figure out from there, like, what you're going to do, you know? Yeah. And also, I think subleasing is a really good option to, like, if you haven't been very many times before and you don't know what... Excuse me, what neighborhood you want to live in... You can sublease and kind of, like, figure things out, especially if you're looking for a job um, before Mm -hmm. you settle in somewhere. And subleasing can be – it can be great. It can be horrible. Like, I've had both experiences. My roommates that I live with now, it started out as a sublease, and I've lived with them for, like, two and a half years now, Mm -hmm. and they're great. They're great. But I've also had, like, negative experience where I lived with, like, these crazy girls, but it was only for a month. (laughs) So – It's just, you have to really just take everything in stride. And that's, that being said, having your own space, whether it's an apartment or your bedroom within an apartment, is so important because New York is so crazy and overwhelming and there's so much all the time that you really emotionally and physically need that haven that you can go back to and just like, like, Mm -hmm. it's your space, it's your safe place, like... 
So making sure that you have that is very important. Yeah. That's something that I've been thinking of. Should I... I don't even want to do this right now. When we were talking about, we were smiling. You guys can't see us. Big smiles. But that advice for that person might have been me. And maybe all of the people that I'm telling might be you guys right now. That maybe I'm moving to New York. Maybe. Now I have to because I feel like an asshole if I don't. She is. So, I, okay, apparently when this is out, people are going to know now. Now the announcement has been made. Oh, I, have feel, the, I feel so much anxiety right now. Katie's, I want to take it out. I can always edit this out, I guess. The Katie's will be back in, we'll the, be same back in the same city. The big city. Oh, man. Not, okay, well, that, Sorry, guys. follow through. I can always edit this out. It's okay. <laughs> I'm feeling anxiety. Stop saying that. <laughs> no anxiety. All right, another thing that you are really good at, and we already talked about travel, but travel is very important to you. Mm-hmm. And we went, we traveled for the first time together. Was that the first time you had been? Like, I, I'll never forget sitting on the plane to Spain. Like, that feeling, I'll never forget. Do you remember that moment? Like, I don't know specifically. Remember we had like a family of children next to us? Do you <laughs> I don't remember you don't? that, no. Oh, man. That no. was such a like watershed moment for me, like right before we took off. I, I think it was a much bigger deal for me because yeah. I had never been out of like my little sheltered area I grew up. So it was, it was a bigger deal for me, I think. But why is travel so important? Why has it been something that you've pushed yourself to do and valued in your life? I think it's such an amazing growth experience. Like, you learn so much about yourself putting yourself in a space where you're a little bit uncomfortable, and traveling internationally definitely pushes you to do that. And I think it's, you learn so much, you're exposed to so much more Mm -hmm. than just, like, your bubble that you live in. And, like, yeah, you can watch the news and, like, do things but like when you go and you see places and see how other people live and just experience that and are open to that I think it's so great and I think it gives you so much more empathy for other people and other cultures and can improve your way of life too because regardless of what we think like we don't always do things the best way or you know like there's so there are infinite ways to live and so I think travel just really opens up your mind and your eyes to that. Yeah. Which is really important, especially because I feel like in this day and age, people can be more fearful and live a more fearful life because some parts of the world are scary and, you know, things can happen anywhere in Paris and New York and Berlin, like whatever. But you can't live your life fearful. And I think it's really important to experience other cultures so that you can be yeah. a better person. What are you've <laughs> been to a lot of places. Some we've been to together, a lot you've been mm-hmm. to on your own. What are some of the your favorite travel experiences that you've had and where do you want to go that you haven't been that you want to go next if you could go Ooh, anywhere? I want to go week? so many places. Um but some of my favorite travel experiences... I mean, Spain was amazing. We, yeah. like, getting to live for five weeks in another country was so much fun and yeah. experience it with these new friends. Um, let me think. Morocco? No, Morocco was actually not my... Morocco was Can you not, talk about that experience? Yeah, so, so towards the end of study abroad... Well, it was after study abroad. Mm -hmm. My dad came over to Spain, and we were down in the south of Spain, 
forgot that your dad um, on vacation. Was there with us. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Mike. And so I was like, eh, I like wanted to be Penny Lane and go to Morocco. Yeah. And I'm like, Dad, let's just, let's we like go to Morocco. We were so obsessed with Penny so Lane that year. With that movie. <laughs> forgot like, about that completely. Like, I was going to dress up for her stop for Halloween. watching it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I need to go to Morocco. It's so all my, happening. So my dad's like, yeah, let's like let's do it. So we like bought tickets on this ship. So the south of Spain lines up to Morocco, mm-hmm. which is in Africa, in Tangier. And so we went to Tangier and um, really did not plan. Like my dad's a really like off the cuff kind of guy. He's like, no, we'll just figure it out. Like we'll just get a map. It'll be great. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm taking your lead. Oh no, we get off the, the boat in Morocco. We take like this barge across. We get off. It is fucking mayhem. And like we don't have a place to stay. Some guy, we like pay some guy to like take us a, to a hotel. It was it was a lot. And then the biggest experience for me was like being a woman there. Mm-hmm. I you I hardly saw any women. The women I did see were like dressed in burqas. And so, as a woman, a white woman, a blonde woman, like, I stuck out, like, a sore thumb. Yeah. It was a very... You were, like, Emotionally exhausting experience. And, like, even my dad was like, do not fucking leave my side. Like, we are staying together. Yeah. And, um... It was intense for you, I remember. It was really intense. And it was, it was, it was beautiful. It was eye-opening for you. Yeah. Like, the country was beautiful. We, like, went to the Cosmo, and we, like, saw, like, parts of the city. But, like, we stayed for... We, like, got there one evening, stayed the night, walked around all day, and then we're like, let's so go. let's go back tomorrow morning. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was... And we... Yeah. I, like, was emotionally exhausted. Yeah. And we left, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what if they, like, don't let us leave? Like, I don't know. I was just, like... Yeah. My mind was just going so many Which is so places. not you. I know. It was yeah. scary. I was scared. Yeah. And I had never experienced... Experienced right. that feeling... Yeah. ...before. But there are women who, like, live have. with that every day. Like, yeah. that is their life. But speaking of travel, like, it's good to, I think, put yourself in situations totally. that are uncomfortable. Totally. So where is it that you really want to go still? I want to go... I want to, like, everywhere. Yeah. South America. Like, everywhere in yeah, South America. I'll go with you. And then I really want to do, like, Southeast Asia, Vietnam, yes. Laos, Cambodia, Thailand. I want to go skiing in Japan so badly. Oh, God damn it, skiing. I'll <laughs> ski. You can chill in the hot springs. Okay, great, great, and then we can, great. like, go shopping in Tokyo. Perfect. And then I want to go to New Zealand and buy a camper van and drive all around the north and south islands of I'm New down. Zealand because I haven't been to New Zealand yet. But some of my favorite people are from there. Cool. Really cool. And we're going to Hawaii next year. We are Maybe for Laura and Anthony's wedding yeah. who are the Australian yeah. lovebirds. Shout out to them. Also the designer of all of the content that you see, like this <laughs> yep. album cover and the book cover. It's a family affair. It's a family affair. Takes a village. So I guess we kind of jumped to, we talked about your time at Vogue a bunch, but what are you doing freelancing? And what are what are some of like your favorite projects you've had in the last year that you've gotten to work on? And what are you excited to 
you know, pursue next with freelancing? Um, so freelancing, I've been um, a stylist assistant. So through my time at Vogue, I was like, okay, like styling is, you know, what I want to pursue. And so I've worked with different stylists on editorials, shoots, um, also some like e-commerce work. I've done my own styling um, for e-commerce for different clients. Um, Can you say some of the clients? Yeah, I work with Urban Outfitters pretty frequently and then with Uniqlo and with the stylist who is like their go-to stylist for Uniqlo and he's really great. Um, I've also done some consultancy work assisting the consultant to H&M for the Met Gala. Which is really cool. cool. So like worked on all like the designs for H&M. And you go to the fittings and you get to sit with, you get to dress them for the gala at yeah. the table. That was that was probably my favorite thing that I got to hear about you doing. Yeah, that was that was a really great project, and I'm doing that again this year, so that's exciting. So and exciting. It's cool, you know, seeing the design side of things, like it's a whole nother aspect, and seeing a garment go from a sketch and, like, visiting in the mm-hmm. atelier, and they have, like... Hanging yeah, out with the celebrity it. who's going to be wearing it, dressing <laughs> yeah, them. Exactly. Yeah, so that's a really cool one. Um... Really yeah, cool. and then, I don't know, we'll see what the new year brings. What's your favorite part of your life right now? My favorite part of my life right now? Um, well, now I have some trips planned, so having those to look forward yeah. to is really great. And having having gotten more consistency in like the mm-hmm. second half of the year with work has given me a little more financial freedom to feel like I can do more things because it's kind of a double-edged sword with freelancing it's like there's not a set time that people have to pay you right. so like you can do a job and not get paid for three months or like whatever and like maybe you're not working for a week or two and you're like oh I have all of this time like people are like oh that's so cool you should you can like travel and like go to museums and blah 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 and it's like yeah, but if I'm not working, I'm not making money. Right. So so it's nice to have a little bit more stability and yeah. be able to come home for Christmas and visit yeah. my friends and my family and, like, have some trips planned. I think I told you this when my friend John, who lives in New York, said mm-hmm. the when you live in New York, the best way to mentally be able to be in the city is to always have a trip planned. I love that advice. Yeah. I think it's kind it's of so true. true because I mean, New York is amazing, but it's so much stimulus all the time mm-hmm. that like you you have to take a break, like, yeah. you have to escape, and then it makes it so great to go back and get back into it. And I think you start to like crave that speed of life, I guess. Yeah. But then once you take a step back, it's it just feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> What's something great that happened to you this week? This week? I came here. What's the best part of your day today so far? Um, that, what was that bowl I had? Oh, we had a pitaya bowl. Oh my First gosh. pitaya bowl experience. First pitaya bowl. Tell I'm us into all about it. your thoughts and feelings on that. Oh my god, it was so good. It was we were also amazing. very hungry, so it could have <laughs> been it, terrible. Ate it in about five seconds, but it we was so good. had just been to a cardio dance class. That was Nutcracker themed. Oh my god, guys, if you had seen us, it was... <laughs> a sight. It was, we'll just say yeah. that. Thank god there were no cameras. Yeah, but, it was a sight. But we enjoyed it, and then we had... The Pattaya Bowl was so good. What is something that you're 
how what are you challenging yourself with right now like creatively what is a way that you're pushing yourself to try something new creatively what is something that you're like a, a career goal even whatever mm-hmm. you feel like talking about the most um some well something that I did recently to challenge myself was I took an acting class <laughs> you knew I wanted you to talk <laughs> about it which was really fun and that was like acting and performing was something that I did a lot in high school and I really liked and just kind of like got away from it in college and um I Me just too, hadn't, actually I had yeah mm-hmm. like you did plays and stuff mm-hmm. and I just I was feeling kind of like in a creative rut because I'm not styling much myself and I'm I'm working for other people and fulfilling their creative vision mm-hmm. which is great but like I was just feeling kind of stagnant. So I was like, okay, I want something to push me out of my comfort zone and to try. And so I did that. And it was it was really great. It was so much fun and a really good experience. Met Sounds so, so many different kinds of yeah. people. And, yeah, we'll see if I do another one. But I'm so proud of you. I want you to do another one. Fun. Maybe we'll do one together in New York City. Let's do it. That would be cool. So you living in New York and where you are with with your career right now we we've heard about and what I love about this podcast is that this is like a time capsule that we'll have forever mm-hmm. and we'll be like 45 and still friends and we're we like, get to listen see listen to what we said when we were, we're 27 yeah 26 27 so hearing that now what goals do you have for yourself professionally personally like with styling with whatever when let's say I don't know 45 this is hard I kind of hate this question <laughs> if it had been asked to me where but do you see yourself in 20 years I don't know what or do, you don't even have to get like that granular with it or that specific like what are some just a couple career things that you have today that you think would be fun or interesting or some things that you want to look back at this conversation that you want to put out there today? Um, I mean, I will... I Don't think too much about it. I want to be a stylist and have mm-hmm. that as my career and have a really yeah. great, you know, editorial portfolio with some good, you know, clients that I work with. Yeah, that's, like, what I see happening and... So I'll be we'll Oprah, there. and you'll be the <laughs> stylist, and we'll have this, like, epic conversation. It'll be great. You'll dress me as you do now. So mm-hmm. basically nothing will change. Basically, <laughs> we'll just be ourselves but elevated. And we'll just be thinking about that conversation on the way to journalism 10-something, 20-something. <laughs> the, like, Glamour Woman of the Year awards. Or yeah. Something. Yes. You'll be getting an award. You'll be getting an award. <laughs> I'll be your hype we'll girl. I'll be getting awards. Remember the last award we got? What What was it? You were a apparel textile designer major as well, and I was your model, and oh, we yes! won. We had this campus Judges fashion show, award. and I was your model. Yeah. Tell us about the dress. Okay, so it was a dress, so the assignment was to make a garment out of non-traditional materials so you couldn't use material or string or anything so i <laughs> i used cro- brown kroger which is a my aunt was here. killing it oh getting God. the bags for you she, she so would many. steal so many kroger <laughs> bags for you so i cut up all of these kroger shopping bags and tied them together knitted them together to make string and i knitted oh, a dress yeah. 
And it was this little, like, two brown, like, naked Carrie Bradshaw dress that Katie modeled for me in the campus fashion show. And we won the Judges' Choice Award. We won. And it was so cute. That was so fun. Oh, it was so cute. Like, going on stage and we, like, took a little bow. It was very cute. Yeah. So we have experience winning awards together. That's right. What's the best advice that you've ever gotten and the worst advice you've ever gotten, if you can think of it? Ooh. I don't know. Anything that comes Maybe the best advice I've ever gotten was when Kelly told me to have some self-worth and not work for free. Yeah. That was... That was a watershed That was the best advice in that moment. Yeah. For sure. That I could have gotten. Um, The worst advice. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like a lot of advice I get is, like, situational. Yeah. But there's definitely been some advice that I've chosen not to follow. Yeah. I'm like, thanks for that. But I think I'm actually... It's you know good that like, you know that. Yeah, you know how, like, when you, like, you have to, like, choose between two things and mm-hmm. you ask someone what you should choose, and sometimes it, like, helps you figure out what you really want. Yeah. They say the other one. Yeah, it's, like, that kind yeah. of thing. That's a really good point. Okay, I love this question. So, you're having a dinner party... You can invite five people. Who do you invite? What do you cook slash make? Also, you're an amazing cook, which we have not even touched on. Touched on. <laughs> um, Here we go. And what do you hope you get to talk about, and what do you hope no one asks you that you don't want to talk about? Okay. So I'm going to grill, of course. Of course. Duh. I'm Forgot. the grill queen. Grill queen. So I'll, like, grill a beautiful meal of vegetables, some steak. Oh, I miss some your grilling. Salmon. I love your vegetables. Um, they're so good. They're so, I haven't grilled in so long. I don't have one in New York. Yeah. Um, we have one out here. I know. This, oh, we next should do that. Mm, well, uh. <laughs> <laughs> actually, we should just bring the grill to bring New York. Bring the grill to New York. <laughs> there we um, go. So, who am I going to have to my dinner? I'm going to have you. Oh, yay! This is my you dream. This never happens on the podcast. Really? Yeah, it's never my friend. It's never oh. my best friend that I'm interviewing. <laughs> True. True. Okay, so I'm going to have you. Um, I think President Obama would be really, nice. really interesting yeah. to talk to. And re- I bet he'd be really funny, too. I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, more people. Who else? Are, is it living? Living people or living Whatever. Dead? Can be dead. Who else? Um, I'm so bad at thinking of things on the spot. Our other roommate, Dana, could come. Dana. It would be really nice for us to be in a a group together. I know. It's been a little while. And having President Obama there would, you know, switch up the dynamic. Just round up the group. Yeah. (laughs) So that's, you only get one more person now, I think. Two more people. five of us? Yeah. Okay. So you three... Um, I think Diana Vreeland would be really interesting. She was like the editor yeah. of Vogue. Like, yeah, and she had day. a big nose like me and owned it. Yeah, she I was just like read an article about her. Super personality. Yeah, like, super interesting. And she was all her. I in this article I read, she was really. You probably know this, but she was the first person who was really about embracing your flaws and, um, like because of her nose. And I think it was. Is it was it Kate Moss? She was like really like loved the gap in her teeth and was like I think that's amazing, mm-hmm. and like taught people to like embrace like quirks about themselves and not like Rather like made like them the part perfect. of fashion. Yeah, made them like part of fashion. I love that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think she would be so interesting. And then, um, one more. I don't know. Who do I want? Lena Dunham. Done. Cool. Easy. I love that. be an interesting So you're crew. grilling. What do you hope that people ask you about at the dinner party? And what do you hope no one turns and asks you that you don't want to talk about? Um, I hope we don't talk about... Diets, like, yeah, we don't need to talk about like that Ugh. kind of stuff, yeah. And then I hope we do talk about um, feminism and like feminism in the world right cool. now and where that's going, yeah. I feel like that'd be so good with that group with Dana yeah. and Lena. Oh, that'd be so good, yeah. Diana's got like the old, the old view, yeah. Brock's got the, yeah, the dad, leader uh, of the free totally. world view, <laughs> yeah. I'm so into this. Okay, sorry that took so long. Oh, that I'm was, really bad at it. It was great. We rounded we rounded it up. Yeah, we figured it was it a good out. group. We needed some time to mull over that. So you mentioned pet and passing, your mom being really religious growing up. Mm-hmm. And that was something that you had growing up. But where are you now with what happens when we die or like why are we all here? Like the big mm-hmm. existential questions. Where are you now kind of with with all of that? What do you kind of believe now? So I definitely believe in a higher power Mm. and I don't know what happens when we die. I don't think that life just, well, I mean, obviously life ends, but I don't know our spirit. I, I absolutely think we have a spirit and a soul and I'm not sure where that goes, whether it goes out into the world or the galaxy or where, but I don't think it's necessarily a heaven or hell situation at all that yeah I I don't believe in that um and I think we just need to you know live our best lives here and be kind to people and help people and that you know that will serve you well in your future and then whether you have another life or whether you just become part of the soil and a mushroom or like whatever <laughs> or like you know I don't know we have mushrooms on the mind <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know but um we just had our chaga tonic yeah it was delicious <laughs> it's delicious I wouldn't mind becoming a mushroom me neither sure wouldn't so I think that we did it I have a couple a couple other quick fun ones what's your favorite okay. season fall Oh, I thought you'd for sure say winter. I love winter, but fall is the best for dressing. Yeah. Like, cozy sweaters and jeans, and football season is just so nostalgic for me. Mm -hmm. I love it. I just, fall is so fun. Do you have a favorite article of clothing Um, that you own? That I own? Mm -hmm. Um, My jacket is probably one of my favorites. I have this, like, big red lumberjack buffalo plaid coat that I've had for the past like year it's so you to me it's very I love it yeah it suits you I love it too okay you're trapped on a deserted island and you can bring with you one tv show okay to binge watch one movie okay one book and one food and one person go okay so tv show I'm gonna bring I really want to bring Freaks and Geeks. I just wish they had more seasons. More seasons, yeah. It's probably not a smart choice. I'm not going to lie because there's just the one season, but I understand. Okay, or X-Files. I've been like really Really? Yeah, it's, I don't know. I love, I just love them. Yeah. It's it's just, it's funny. I've been into the X-Files lately, so. 
Freaks and Geeks okay. slash X Files. Okay. Movie. Ooh. Okay, while you're thinking, I'm oh going to just gosh. tell a goofy story. The last time I was in New York, or two or three times ago when I was in New York, <laughs> we just had a lot of nights where we didn't want to talk or do anything. We All we wanted to do was like watch a movie. Cozy. And we could not choose a movie for the Clearly, life of I'm us. Bad at this, guys. Clearly, it I'm was bad. awful. We would watch like three or four minutes of every movie, and then we would switch, and then we'd be like, "Let's press on." And the one we chose oh, to watch was this old school Brad Pitt movie, Meet Joe Black. Meet Joe Black, and I we slept through most it. of it. You slept through, but we kept being like, "We got to finish it." Anyway, yeah, we I do not the recommend. Whole yeah, we missed the middle of the movie. That's probably why I don't recommend. <laughs> um, I would bring movie. I'd bring Finding Nemo. All right, all right. You know, getting that that island vibe. Okay. Um, a book. Mm-hmm. I would bring um, Just Kids by Patty Smith. Um, I can't believe you didn't invite the Olsen twins to our dinner party. I just thought of that. Ugh. It's okay. All right, we press on. Well, well, you'll be you'll be on the podcast okay, you again and in ten are years. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you guys any day. That's true. No, That's I'm true. Kidding. I'm kidding. Um, um, food. Mm-hmm. That pitaya bowl thing. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. I could just have that for every meal, and then like catch fish or something to eat, and you can, then <laughs> catch fish. I'd grill them over my open fire. Yeah, you'd be, be you great. would like make do on an island I where could, I would die instantly. <laughs> die instantly. Yes, I would. If you were there, I'd be okay. We would. Like, we would. You would really have to be like, oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna need some help. You're gonna need to do this. You'd give me a job. You would definitely be in charge, and you'd be like, okay, I'm gonna need you to do this. I'm gonna. You'd be very like. We'd work together. We'd work great. together. But you'd be yeah. like, oh my god, we can eat these berries. Yeah. Like, look at these herbs. We'd like make our own. And you'd moon be catching dust. the fish. What's it called? Moon, moon dust. dust. Moon yeah. juice. We're we about to make, make tonics right after this. We would make our own moon dust. Du- juice we gotta we gotta dock (laughs) this boat so i can go make us okay sorry and And then lastly um i would bring what person would i bring i would bring can i bring my dog buster sure instead of bring a person yeah i'd bring buster buster we'd have a lot of fun okay this might lead into my next question i want to ask the hardest time you've ever laughed just like doesn't have to deal with me and then maybe you could say one that we've laughed hard together if you have one do you oh have gosh. does one come to mind that's the hardest that you've ever laughed? This is Pete Holmes' question. But I love it. The hardest I've ever laughed. Well, when we were in Spain. Does it count if I was high? Of course. Okay. Well when we were in Spain. Oh that time. It was like not a good laugh. <laughs> it was kind of, it was a good laugh and then it got to be a bad laugh. I have a couple actually. Okay, so guys, say. when we were in Spain we were kinda of bad. Can I talk about this? Yeah, of course. Okay, so we bought weed off this guy on the beach, and then we were leaving Barcelona to go to Madrid. Wait, I don't. I have no idea what you're gonna say, actually. Okay, well, we smoked weed out of this like pop can that. Um, oh, and the, someone I vaguely made remember this at yeah. our hostel. And I don't know what happened. Oh but yeah, I got yeah, yeah. I remember this. So now. freaking high that I was like. Ill. I was like in my room trying to like put away our laundry. room. Our room. I was not there. You though. weren't in there though. Someone else was in there with me, and I started laughing. Abby, so hard. previous podcast on this, previous guest on this podcast. Yes, Abby. 
and someone else maybe, but I started laughing so hard at, like, literally nothing that I couldn't breathe. I was, like, bawling. Yeah, Abby talks about this story because she's the only one that witnessed it. I couldn't stop laughing, and I would just, like, I was like, Casper, I'm like, nothing's funny, and then I just started laughing that again. That was really Oh, funny. my God, I got so ill. And then I remember, <laughs> I, I wasn't there, but then I think it might have been that night. Or maybe it was a different night, but okay, so we both talk in our sleep very a lot. No, it was in Madrid when I like looked at you, I think. I think it was in Barcelona because I really? think it was one of the first nights we'd ever, because before we went to Spain, we really, like we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, we were not very close at all. Like we right. had spent a little bit of time together, we but were we were not. We had never like. We had never slept together. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was very jarring to have the person you're sharing a room with that you don't know very well sit up in their bed, look over at you, fully sleep talking with their eyes open. <laughs> I'm an active sleeper. Okay, it I'm was sorry. very scary. It was very dry, jarring. I thought you were possessed. We did get through it. Look at us now. Not possessed as far as I know. As far as you know. And now I talk up of storm. And my, <laughs> did I talk last night? No, I don't think so. I think I we were both out. out. We were very tired. Another hard time that we've laughed together would be Buster. It has to do with Buster. Okay, so Katie's dog, which is really Katie's dad's dog, Buster, was a puppy, and we just yep. just born, really, just yeah, gotten. He just got, my dad had just gotten him, and he came to visit us in college. Yeah. And our roommate Dana, I picked the big room. <laughs> Dana picked the very tiny small room, <laughs> yeah. which was really just the size of her bed, and. Somehow Buster was... So, yeah, so it was the weekend of my 21st birthday, and, like, we had, like, a big tailgate and stuff, and Buster was, like, running around the house, and at some point he took a shit in Dana's room. I thought he was stuck in there fully. Like, I thought that was part of it. He was stuck in there. I don't think he was ever stuck in there. That makes the story better. Can we say he was stuck in there, please? (laughs) Buster was stuck in there for a while, and then we were having people over, so I, like, closed all our doors, and Dana's door was locked, locked, which I didn't realize. So, so instead of breaking the lock, at four in the morning, oh they went God. to Home Depot and bought a ladder. Meyer, Meyer, Meyer. bought a ladder. Bought a ladder. She made up the ladder. They finally get into her room. And Buster and has shit everywhere. Right into some dog poop. <laughs> For some reason, Dana. nothing makes me oh laugh quite like that story. Poor, Every The combination with the ladder, with the, like, epicness of the evening, and then they step in the dog shit. And it just Dana's really like, hits you know all what? the I'm notes. I'm so tired. Like, <laughs> let's yeah. just wash our feet and go to bed. Oh, man. I don't know. We've laughed pretty hard We've laughed, yeah. We laughed We're hard pretty last funny. night. We're, We're really funny. Last yeah. season. Tis the season. That's our catchphrase. That's our, that's our catchphrase. Which is just an actual catchphrase, so people probably are like, why are these, this is, we're just both not very festive, but for whatever reason. We've been feeling it. We've been, we've been in the, in the spirit. Tis the season. Tis the season. Okay, I think I hit all the notes. Do you have a favorite food that you're loving? We've talked all about potables, something other than potables that you love. Lately. Favorite song, music that you've been listening to lately that you want to recommend? Just start, like, mm. recommending some things to people about, yeah, lately. Maybe favorite New York food. Places I mean, in New, New York. York. bagels are so good. Yeah? Yeah. I don't really, really I don't think I've had one. Bagels? Um, I love ramen, especially in winter. 
Ramen. Ramen, also oh. known as, from Mike Ray, it's called... Trendy Noodles. Trendy Noodles. <laughs> <laughs> Another time we laughed really hard. Yeah, that really got me. Her my dad ca- <laughs> likes to call it ramen. Well, tell the story. So my dad visited me last spring, and he's like... I'm like, so is there anything specific you want to, like, eat or anything? And he's like, you know, I've been, like, hearing about these trendy noodles. <laughs> and I was like, trendy noodles? That Like, what, like, spaghetti? Or, like... <laughs> Like ramen, and he's like, yeah, yeah, like the soup, the soup, like trendy the, noodles, the cool, trendy noodles. I was like, okay, we can get some ramen. So, what about music? You are really good. At, we had a joint i shower iPod in college. We did. That was so great. Our song. Our, I was just I was just telling someone about um our song about Ben Fold song. Really? It's called Kate, named mm-hmm. after us. It's that was one. our shower song. Actually, I had my um my Spotify and shuffle the other day, and uh, the um. What is it? The first first aid kit song. Oh yeah, King we loved that song. What is it? King of the World. Yeah. Came on and it just reminded me of us, Aww. and I was just like, oh, this is such a good. Mo-. You know how songs will like yeah, come on randomly, you and you're like, mm-hmm. yes, this is exactly what I wanted Music to hear. Music so moment. nostalgic with that. It is. It's so great. Um, I listened to Childish Gambino's new album yesterday for the first time, and it was really interesting. I feel like I need to listen to it a few more times. Yeah. Um, but that's something I've been really into doing lately is just like, like downloading a whole album and just listening to it through over and over. And I think because my roommate has a record player and we play records all the time. So it's how music's meant to be listened to. Yeah. And it's, it's great. And I, I love like a good mixtape, but it's nice to really get the vibe of what the artist was going for exactly because yeah. it is so much more intentional than I think we realize we should listen to that album while we're baking let's do it I think I have this theory with music that if I listen to it enough I'll eventually have a relationship with it and like it and there's some totally. songs that you listen to and you like the first listen mm-hmm. and there are other songs that take a minute for sure and they're both equally as valuable I think for sure just like rela- just like with people mm-hmm. yeah. You know? yeah 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 Sometimes you, like, connect with someone, and sometimes you, like... It takes a second. So, we've almost been podcasting for two hours. All right. Is there anything else? Did you have fun? Did you have a good yeah, time? Yeah, it was fun. Do you regret anything you said or did? I don't think so. I don't know how eloquent I was, guys. You were so. very... I'm, like, very proud of you. If you anyone very has any questions, feel free to email me or something yeah. if I didn't explain anything. Is there well. anything that you... The name of this podcast is Let It Out Now. We've been through let lots of names. Out. Anything you still want to let out in your life on this podcast? Anything you want to share with me, with anyone? What do you want to say? Um, I'm just excited to be here. I'm so proud of what you've created and this amazing community of listeners and people who have participated on the podcast. And I'm just really proud of you and excited I'm so proud to be of a you. Part, of, part of it. I'm so proud of you and I love you so much. Thank you for you. doing this. I actually just thought of another question I want to start asking people that I just forgot about that I want to ask you now. Let's do it. What do you want to be remembered for when you die? Like, what do you want people to say about you? Like, she was... I hope people say that I was thoughtful. Hmm. You're super thoughtful. I think it's easy not to be. I think it's harder and harder to be because, like, everything is so fast pace and instant and like you know you can put something out there so quickly and I think it's like in my relationships and in my life I hope people 
think of me as thoughtful and intentional. Yeah. I think you are for sure. Thank you. I keep trying to end this, but what do you think about social media? <laughs> <laughs> That's like a big question, but social I should have Social media, earlier. I have a love-hate relationship with, for sure. I think... I don't know. I'm scared of how wrapped up in it people get. Mm-hmm. And, like, I try to actively not... I think you do a great job with that. Get wrapped up in it. Um, Instagram is my favorite, personally, because I'm a very visual person. What are you on Instagram? <laughs> Katie, Katie dot right with a Y dot right. Yeah, very great Instagram aesthetic. Thank I tell you, you that all the time. We got those <laughs> nice white borders. <laughs> we love them. Abby Moore taught us those. Yeah, I don't um, participate, but um, yeah, I it. I think it's great and can be so creative and can build amazing communities. But I also think that people can get very wrapped up in it mm-hmm. in a negative way and just like anything I think it's about balance and like if you're out and enjoying yourself like just enjoy yourself you don't have to freaking snapchat the whole experience you know I mean you know like some things like yeah like share it like it's cool yeah. it's great but like sometimes it's like just sometimes like be just there. be just have the experience we would talk it. about that even in Spain which thank goodness that just summer like having our phone we didn't have cameras. yeah we yeah. didn't even have iPhones we didn't have social media that mm-hmm. we had Facebook we didn't have Instagram then or we didn't have anything you know more rapid but we would have that conversation there where it was like put away your camera and just see it yeah totally and anyway, I think it's good to have a balance with yeah. all of that. I like, I've talked about this in the podcast before, but I sometimes like documenting it because then you can see things longer and you can mm-hmm. have the experience with more people, but you have to have a balance, which I For think sure. you do a really good job with, which I admire. Thank you. And I think it's about, you know, having the right intention with it and doing it because yeah. some people are like, oh, look at how great my right. life is. Right, right. It's all about and- intention. And some people are very real and like. Yeah. This so. brings it back to what you want to be remembered for thoughtful and intentional, which you are, both of those things. And you're also beautiful and Aww. so talented and so kind <laughs> and such a good friend. And you killed it on this podcast. This was amazing. Yay! We did it. We did I it. I wish I had a, a catchphrase that you had to say at the end. Um, like I've Pete Holmes come up keep it crispy. Ooh, let's come up with one right now. What Tis should it be? Tis the season. Tis the season. <laughs> Is that gonna just Tis work the forever? Season just to let it out. Should I have everyone say yeah. "Tis the season" at yeah, the end? Yeah, totally. You like it? I mean, All there's right. always a season. It doesn't trendy have to be noodles. Just- <laughs> trendy no. noodles. There's always a season. That's right. All right, well, tweet at us. Yeah, those have been the main themes here. Hmm. I kind of like "Tis the season." Tis the season. Let's see. If you can come up with a better thing that we should say at the end of my podcast that I should always have the guests say to end, tweet at Katie Wright. Tweet at me. Let us know what you think it should be. But I'm kind of into hashtag tis the season. Yeah. Tis the season. Tis so the kick season. it off. Say it to everyone and we'll end. Thanks for listening, guys. Tis the season. Tis the freaking season. <laughs> All right. Cats out of the bag. I'm moving to New York. That's what's happening. I can't believe it. It's it's pretty cool. It's very scary and challenging, and finding an apartment in New York City is difficult. And if you live there and you have any advice for me or you have lived there, let me know. If you know someone who needs a roommate or a chill subleaser, again, please let me know. I'm trying to find an apartment, and I'm actually 
going to be with Katie and our other friends that we mentioned in this episode this weekend. And hopefully I, I can figure it out, but I will be living in New York in, in a couple months. So, all right. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening and just being supportive of my big life update. Again, for me, it's a big deal. For some people, moving is, is not that big of a deal, but I've never lived outside of Michigan and I've never lived outside of the Midwest. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. It's a big step for me. Like I said in the episode, I'm kind of a stepping stone person where my best friend, Katie, is more of a big leap and the net will appear type person. So here we go. I'm about to take a leap. Well, I've had some stepping stones before the leap. But anyway, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. I'm definitely rambling right now. But if you are still listening, the emoji for this week's episode is the Statue of Liberty. What else did you think it was going to be? So send me and Katie the Statue of Liberty if you have still been listening. And let me know what you think about living in New York and if you've ever lived there or wanted to live there. And we should do a meetup there. Once I'm there, maybe we all the people who listen to the podcast who live there, we could all meet up and get coffee or like a pataya bowl or something. That might be really cool. All right. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.